Okay, this is uh, interview with Patricia. Great. All right. Well, uh, welcome to Rover Latest Podcast, and we have a special treat um, here for you all today. Uh, first, it's just myself, uh, Andrew here, and Tafoya, so Eric and Jay Word can be here this time uh, to uh, go for the interview. Uh, but that's okay, because we have a guest here, uh, Patricia May. Our uh, first guest. First guest. On that is so awesome. First. Yes. First Nations people. Yes. Come on. Given a voice. There you go. There you go. So we're actually, we're yeah. actually happy to, okay, I want some of too. So we're actually happy to have you on and uh, just sharing your story. And so, um, yeah, uh, before we go into that, I uh, just wanted to give kind of some vision as to why we're, we're, we're doing this interview. So, uh, Revelators, uh, our podcast is about racial justice and, giving, and framing racial justice from a biblical and a critical perspective. And so, um, for some reason, it's been weird, and I don't know why, but the Native story and the history of Native Americans uh, has not been told widely in the church especially if we're talking the evangelical church uh, more specifically. And so uh, we want to not only include, uh, but we actually need to hear the story of, of Native people. And we understand that you can't speak for all Natives or for all tribes or for all stories, but at least we can get a glimpse of that. And so, um, yeah, I'm just going to ask you some questions and you just go for it. Um, so. Uh, Patricia, um, first, just tell us about yourself. Tell us about kind of your story. I know you're Canadian, not even American. So, yeah, just tell us about your story. Um, I'm Cree. My name is Patricia, and my husband's name is Will, and we have two beautiful children. I'm Cree, and my husband's Sue. Okay. And um, like you said, we're originally from Canada, and... Um, but God knows the beginning and the end, and He knew you were going to be here in, in Kansas. And um, and just to tell a little history about who I am, I come from a large family. There's 11 of us. Um, I'm a third generation of boarding schools, and I'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about the boarding schools that come across the United States and Canada. Yeah. Um, my mom grew up very traditional. She was a a Sundance dancer, and um, and so as a kid growing up, um, we never really learned anything about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And my mom was dying on her deathbed. And um, she just remembered the nuns telling her there was a heaven and a hell. And she was actually like the lady with the issue of blood. And she says, or the lady who spent everything because she was sick. And uh, she was dying of lupus in the early 70s. And um, she went to see all, she, was, she went all over the United States and Canada, went to see all the medicine men, medicine women. And um, the last medicine man um, tried to sexually abuse her. And so she said, no, I don't want to do this. Because even when she was in boarding school, she got um, sexually abused by the priests. Mm -hmm. And the nuns didn't do anything. They just let it happen. Oh, and um, so my mom had two whammies. You know, somebody who's, you know, says they're a man of God, mm -hmm. you know, um, sexually abuses her. And then, of course, because she comes from a traditional background, then a medicine man tries to sexually abuse her. And so when she went back home, um, she just began to cry out to God. And another thing, too, is my dad used to be the chief on our reservation at that time, too. And so he had the authority who can come on the reserve and who couldn't come. And so he wouldn't let anybody come onto our reservation. Wow. 
and um, in our reservation, everybody drank. There was hardly no jobs, and it was just really crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom just began to cry out to God when she was on her deathbed, and and she just remembered the nuns telling her that there was a heaven and a hell. And um, all of a sudden, she just felt this warm presence come on her because she said, God, if you're real, I don't want to die this way. And she felt a warm presence fall on her. And um, that night she dreamt of the Bible going all the way from Genesis to Revelation all night long. And she said, there must be something about this book. Wow. And so when she went to town, the minister, um, the Pentecostal church minister came and seen her and he said, I heard you were sick. And that's when she became a follower of Jesus. And um, a year later, my dad had an encounter with God too and he became a follower of Jesus. And so as a kid growing up, um, um, we had nothing once once my mom did mom, once my mom and dad became followers of Jesus we had nothing to do with our culture and our, our, who we were as first nations people and um and so as a kid um we did have a powwow on our reservation but i don't really remember much of it mm -hmm. and um so i really never grew up around much of that that i can recall mm -hmm. and um and to fast forward our story um Fast forward our story to 2000. In 2000, um, prior to when we went to, to the Christian Indigenous Gather in Australia, I had a dream that I was wearing full regalia. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that. And I was praying and I was thinking, Lord, I don't understand this. I said, you know, our people say that this is not of God and it's evil. Wow. And, um, and so God really had to deal with a lot of fear and a lot of my belief system growing up as a kid. And so when I went to Australia in 2000, my husband and I, and the First Nations people came in with their full regalia and they were worshiping with their drums and their rattles and they were singing, um, singing, walking the light of Jesus. And I just remember just crying and I just felt this, this thing come and the Lord just said to me, I'm taking away all the shame and all that rejection. He said, I created you as a native person, begin to worship me in spirit and truth. And the Word of God also says in Acts, you know, mm -hmm. that he says that, and he made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and to determine their pre-boundary times and the boundaries of their dwelling mm -hmm. um, so that they would seek the Lord in the hope that they might find and grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Mm -hmm. For in him we live and move and have our being. And um, that's basically what happened is... I just had this encounter with God and he began to take away all that shame and all that rejection. And that night they were singing that song, I'm Trading My Sorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. They're singing that song, I'm Trading My Sorrow. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my friend Linda Prince and I said, can I borrow your shawl? And as soon as I put on her shawl, I just began to do a dance, like a, na a native dance. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was thinking, Jesus, what's going on here? I don't understand this. And then I started doing war cries, and that was another thing. But every time I closed my eyes, I could literally see chains from the top of my head to all the way to my feet, and chains were coming off left mm -hmm. and right. And God totally delivered me and set me free. Wow. And, um, and I've never been the same. And so then when I came back to my people yeah. in northern Saskatchewan, and I told them what happened, and I had some regalia, and I had my little handheld drum, and my native people said, no, this is not of God. Wow. And so I was rejected by my own people, my own people that I prayed with, that I cried with, and uh, so that was really hard and difficult, but I just knew in my heart, I said, Lord, I don't care. All I know is I love you, Jesus, and I only want to seek the truth, Lord. Mm -hmm. 
and um, so even when you look at Marion, when they came out, all the women, when they crossed the Red Sea, Marion was holding a tambourine. Mm -hmm. And so when you even look in the Bible, the word tambourine is a small held drum. Wow. And I thought, okay, Lord, if, if the Jewish people, your chosen people can do this, Lord, and you've given us this instrument mm. and a sound, because for, for too long the enemy has tried to silence our people and put a muzzle over our mouth. And, um, and so we're also dealing with that fear and a lot of racism. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk, going back to the boarding school, my mom was taken when she was eight years old and my dad was taken when he was four years old. Wow. And so with the church coming in, with the church and the government, and it also happened here in the mm -hmm. United States. Actually, this is where it happened, started in the United States because yeah. of the Indian Wars, and it cost too much money for the Indian Wars, and they wanted to assimilate our Native people. And mm -hmm. how to way to assimilate the Native people is to take the children out of their homes mm -hmm. and, and get the church involved. And so the church came involved and totally dismantled the family unit took mm -hmm. away our identity, stripped our hair, changed our clothing, gave us n names that even with our native people, our names were very important. They just didn't call us, you know, Tom or mm -hmm. Bill. Everything that they did was they cried out to the creator. And they said, creator, what shall we name our kid? What shall we name our, because they knew that the creator gave even the kids, a, it was a blessing that mm -hmm. we were uh, um, a gift from the creator. Mm -hmm. And so they, were very, our people were very, um, our, the children were very sacred because they yeah. knew that was a gift from the Creator. Wow. And so even names were very significant because even the Word of God, look at even our, the Jewish people, they mm -hmm. just didn't give it any names. Yeah. No, they, they sought the yeah. Lord. And that's the same with our people. So then even the names were totally dismantled from them. Mm -hmm. The families were dismantled. And so with my, with my mom coming here to a boarding school and my dad, the whole family unit was dismantled wow. and they weren't allowed to speak their languages and if they did speak their languages um, they would be um, ridiculed, they would be punished mm -hmm. um, but you know what, if they would have came because they didn't bring the Father's love mm -hmm. and if they would have brought the Father's love and the character who God was mm -hmm. our native people I believe probably would have responded differently yeah. because our, I believe our people um, they, our people even prophesied that the Great Spirit was going to send a group of people here. And some would come with the Great Spirit's great plan of life, and some would come with their own intentions. Wow. And he said, be aware of those who are coming with their own intentions. Mm -hmm. And our people even, I believe, even knew about the kingdom of God, about even not the kingdom of God, but I believe about how the kingdom works together because they ate together. Mm -hmm. they, everybody had a role within the family unit. Mm -hmm. Everybody looked after the kids. Yeah. So... I would be your guys' auntie. I would have be able to speak into your lives and mm -hmm. to correct you and walk with you if you were part of our tribe. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but even other people, that when the Europeans came in here, they nurtured them. They mm -hmm. loved them. They broke bread with them. They taught them how to live off the land. Mm -hmm. And they used even the medicines on the ground to bring them back to life. Wow. So even right there, you know, our, our Native people... Um, we're always out to, to give thanks, even our native people, even my grandmother all the time, always woke up early in the morning before the break of dawn and would begin to pray and give thanks to God, mm -hmm. the Creator. They might have might not known Jesus, but they did pray to the Creator God and ask for wisdom and guidance and direction. Mm -hmm. um, and so with the family breakup, um, mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden you begin to see all the dysfunction within the family unit. Mm -hmm. And because of the boarding schools, how they try to muzzle our mouth, how they took away our songs, our languages. Wow. But yet God says, no, this is who I created you to be. He's, I created you to be Cree. Mm -hmm. And so even with our native people, just like Judah, Judah means praise. Yeah. Anytime that our people went to war, they would call the those who could pray and who would worship on the drum and begin to sing yeah. and begin to say, okay, you know what, we're going to go to war. But first of all, we're going to begin to worship and we're going to wow. begin to pray. Yeah. And so even as native people, as we begin to play our drum, you know, you know, we begin to see Tapwini Sagiha, Lord Jesus. Can you imagine if they would have brought mm -hmm. and allowed us to speak the word of God in our own native tongue, wow. what would have happened? Tapwini Sagiha, Lord Jesus, that, oh, how I love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if they would have been able to let them sing songs, you know, Amazing Grace, you know, mm -hmm. or different songs in their own native language wow. of what would have happened to our people? Yeah. You know, so I just really believe we're coming in a, a day right now that God is waking up our First Nations people. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it's time to rise and shine. He's calling out of that place of depression and op oppression. And he's saying it's time to rise up. And as First Nations people, as we begin to rise up, God is opening that, opening that door. So even here today, being mm -hmm. the first to do a podcast mm -hmm. and calling in the young warriors, and call them in and being an example to say, yeah, a lot of things have happened to us, but look who persecuted Jesus, yeah. who came against Jesus. But what did he do on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And if we know who we are, that the Father loves us and he loves us with an everlasting love. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. You know, I grew up in a Christian home. I didn't know, I, you know, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when I began to cry out to God, because the Word of God says, when the poor man cried out, God hears the cries of our heart. Mm -hmm. He heard the, my mother's cry. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, not only that, but obviously people have also been praying for our people. Yeah. So now that we are waking up, Mm -hmm. And we're coming into our identity as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Yeah. Because the Word of God says that creation waits for the sons of God to be manifested. So as mm -hmm. we're rising up, God has given us a voice. And yeah. so when we come in, just like David, when he came out of the wilderness, when his father said, go feed your older brothers, and how they got offended. Yeah. God is speaking to our people because of our people, we had prophets and we had seers. Mm -hmm. And God is waking up the prophets. And the prophets are coming up and they're rising up with a holy call because our people were prayer warriors and they were holy people. And I believe that's what God is calling our people to. He's saying, come forth. I'm calling you as a holy prophet. I'm calling forth as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation to show forth the praises of God. Yeah. And so as we're coming out, we're going to release and we're going to worship the Lord, the most high God. Yeah. And everything that has happened to us, we're going to say, Lord, Father, forgive them. Because we begin to understand who our identity is. We understand the fruit of the spirit that he's depositing within us. Yeah. That we can say, no, I choose to walk in love. I choose to walk in forgiveness. Because we don't want to become the oppressors, even in our First Nations community. We are sometimes oppressing our own selves. Wow. We oppress our own people because we don't know who we are. Wow. So when we get educated, and our, does every Native people, every time they get educated, they always want to go back to their home community. And when we go back to our home community, we get persecuted, we get judged, because people have not grown, and because we mm -hmm. have grown, and we have uh, new tools. Mm -hmm. To go and help our people, people are insecure and fearful. Yeah. 
And so then we get a, a whammy where wow. people begin to judge us and begin to criticize us. Yeah. But it's walking in that love and say, no, I choose to walk in love regardless of what. Yeah. When I had people spit in my face and say, oh, Patricia, you're an apple. You think you're better than us. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, I'm not an apple. And wipe the, wipe the spit off my face and, and say, you know what? I choose to walk in love. Wow. When somebody kicks you in the shin, you know, because they're angry and they don't know what's going on, you just walk in love and you just say, okay, God, teach me to walk in that love. Teach me to walk in. Because Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. And he was always moved with compassion. Yeah. So I believe as we, as our First Nations people are rising up, they're moving with that compassion. But they're also, God is a God of justice. So everything that has taken place among our First Nations Amen. people, God is Come coming in. He's a mighty warrior mm. and he is our defender. So as we're coming up, we're going to speak words of truth or justice because mm -hmm. the, the church does not want the church I think is also fearful yeah. and thinking oh they're going to they're bringing in this weird stuff mm -hmm. well hello our God is not weird yeah. the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to lead us and guide us yeah. and so when we speak to that racism in the church of course they're going to back up and they're just going to be like Joseph and saying hey get back to your place mm -hmm. because they've been so familiar and they've been so comfortable mm -hmm. but God is raising up and waking up our First Nations people and he's bringing them to the forefront just like David and just like Joseph our own brothers threw us in the pit but in that time of that pit God was developing character wow. and what did Joseph do because when after Joseph his father man gave him a, the coat of many colors mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden when he gave him that coat he began to have dreams yeah. and God is our native people were our dreamers and God has given them dreams and I remember the Lord gave me a dream of, uh, of, of we were in a stadium and there was First Nations people and different people there in their, in their full regalia and they were worshiping and the, and the presence of God just came in. Wow. And I think, I, and I believe that, that even Judah means praise. So even as mm -hmm. we go out there, God, we're going into this, into this battle with praise and we're coming to a place of victory and that God is a God of justice. And because even with that sword, you know, it's a two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And so however they treat our native people, that, that I, you know, I just pray God's grace and mercy over yeah. even the churches that they would have a revelation and not yeah. walk in that fear. Yeah. Because that theology is about the mind. Mm -hmm. And it's about, that's what they're defending too, is their own theology. Yeah. But you know what? We're going back and saying, Lord Jesus, you are our defender. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us the strategies. Yeah. And so even with when God is a God of justice because he hates robbery. Mm -hmm. And look what happened to our native people. Yeah. They've taken our land. Yeah. They stripped us of our family, our identity. But God is saying here, but I'm going to I'm going to come in. I'm going to bring forth that my justice. Yeah. And so justice when we begin to speak our language, when we begin to pr play our drums, you know, we're coming in because just like just like Joseph, he he was he was a solution for a whole nation. Mm -hmm. And our native people, I believe we have wisdom that God has placed within us from the ancient of time, from the ancient of days. Mm -hmm. And that we just come back to him and say, okay, Holy Spirit, show us what is holy, what is unholy, and he's going to begin to show us. Yeah. And so even with God, with God even moving among our people, and because I come from Canada, mm -hmm. and how healing began in Canada was when our... Um, National Chief, um, Chief Phil Fontaine, 
talked and, and talked about on national TV about his sexual abuse, mm -hmm. and that opened the can for all of Canada, wow. who was silent for many years. Wow. And all of a sudden, people began to speak about it. So when you go to Canada, more, more all the people are talking about the the things that have happened. But they're in Canada, I believe our First Nations people are on our healing journey, mm -hmm. and they've been on a healing journey compared to a lot of people here in America. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that taking place, the government apologized in Canada and they wow. gave us money. And all this thing has happened, but it's, yeah, that was part of justice, but really it's about the heart. Yeah. And as Native people, as we choose to walk in forgiveness, because we, as we walk in forgiveness, we can walk in freedom. Yeah. And that That's anger, good. that hurt, that bitterness, mm -hmm. we don't need to turn to drugs or alcohol. Yeah violence you know we as even as native people we need to begin to take responsibility for our own actions and and and, and begin to show the next generation yeah. and and take responsibility because nobody's forcing us to drink mm -hmm. we make that choice to drink we we make that choice to stay in bitterness we can stay in that place of bitterness mm -hmm. and show the next generation or we can call forth and and and, and be an example to that next generation yeah. and as a as a as I'm not telling you how old I am, but as I'm getting a little older and wiser, <laughs> um, I'm really coming into that place too as being mm -hmm. a bridge for my mom's generation so to nice. your generation, to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Because God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's wow. a God about generations. And wow. he wants to restore because you have something that I need. You have something that I need. Mm -hmm. And so we're coming together as this exceedingly great army and we're going to hold hands together because all of a sudden I might le release a warrior cry. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, because even the word of God talks about it, how that he is the mighty man that he releases that war cry as he paints and cries out. Yes. And I remember when the Lord gave me that scripture verse, it says in Isaiah 42, 13, it says, the Lord shall go forth you like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud, and he shall prevail against his enemies. Mm -hmm. And so even right there, as we release that war cry, all of a sudden, things are taking place, and God is calling forth your warrior cry to come forth, to shout out that war cry, yeah. and, and, and release that war cry where the enemy mm. has caused division and strife. Because we're, all of a sudden, when there's unity, the enemy can't stand it. Yeah. But we're coming together in unity and love because our common denom denominator is Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what's taking place. And so as we come into a place, we can walk in that love and we can speak to that place where there's been injustice and begin to expose it. Amen. So I remember when we first moved here, mm -hmm. um, we walked the land. But even before we walked the land here in, in Lawrence, Kansas, here at Haskell, mm -hmm. we went to go see the president at that time, who was Dr. Swisher. And president we, here at Haskell. Yeah, okay. at Haskell Indian Nations University. Dr. Um, Swisher was the president at that time when we came here. Okay. And we just went to her and we said, you know what, we're just here just to pray, to serve, and to love. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's okay that we can walk and pray over the land. And she said, yes, we welcome you here. Wow. And that's what we did. We just walked and we prayed over the land and we just said, Lord, anything that is hidden, anything exposed, Lord, that you would bring to the light. Because Haskell... Is was a boarding school where, you know, where kids were taken away, and even, even you know, there's a cemetery here, even at Haskell, where young people had died because of the diseases and because they weren't even ready wow. for, to be opened up. And so I just really believe that um, 
God is a God of justice. And so I remember one time, I can't remember if it was 2007 or 8, mm -hmm. but they, when somebody in the community's great-grandfather worked here, and they had little children's hands cuffs because mm. they used to have a jail here. Wow. And they said, we believe we need to bring back these handcuffs. And so how God opens doors, they said, Patricia, can you come mm. so we can do a ceremony? I said, sure. Mm. So we went out to the fire pit and mm. I said, we're just going to begin to thank God because we are no longer prisoners of pain. We are no longer prisoners of bitterness. We're no longer prisoners of being a victim. Yeah. And I said, this is, I believe, that God is saying to us, this is a sign that he's saying, I'm coming to set the captives free. Amen. That no longer are we bound, but he's setting us free. And I said, it's through forgiveness. So as we choose to forgiveness, release forgiveness to the church, mm -hmm. release forgiveness to the government, I said, then he comes in and he's our defender. And mm -hmm. he will, he's the one that does and fights on our behalf. Yeah, I, I want to throw two questions. That was great. That was, that was, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to, like, a lot. You answered like most of my questions. Uh, that, that we already had, we already had planned out. Uh, it's the end of the podcast. I'm just playing. Um, but uh, you had alluded to to uh, racism um, in, in boarding schools and what had happened to um, your people. And so I want to ask you two questions. Okay. Um, and and. You don't have to answer them in order, but um, just want to throw them two at you, and then um, yeah, we'll just keep going with the interview. But um, first one is is I mean historically, um, how did how did you experience kind of racism and kind of prejudice against um, Native people? Um, and then the second thing is um, how has the church kind of reconciled, or has the church ever reconciled? Uh, some of that racism, whether it be systemic, whether it be economic, whether it be social, whether it be theological, because uh, you had alluded to that. Um, but yeah, so racism becoming evident and then kind of what the church has or has not done in response to that. As a kid growing up, there was lots of racism mm -hmm. because we're from Canada, so it was between the natives and the whites. Mm -hmm. And um, not being able to go to, you know, a non-native person's house because I'm native. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so it, it was just really um, hard and difficult and you learn how to put up walls mm -hmm. to protect yourself so you don't feel that rejection and that sting. Um, but also even just to even trying to walk out in love and trying to reason with people. And I remember one time when I was a, a, a kid, I think I was thinking in grade six or seven, and um, we had to learn French. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was always one speaking up and saying, well, why do we have to learn French? Wow. I'm not... French. I'm native. I should be learning how to speak my Cree language. I said we should be learning about who we are as our own people here. Mm -hmm. We're on the reservation, which is only a mile away. Hello. Mm -hmm. And um, and so sometimes the teachers did not like my response because I would always speak up about what about our people? How come we're not learning about our history? Yeah. You know, so I didn't even learn about our history until I went to university. Mm -hmm. And so... And not only that, but even going to the to the school, to the not only the schools, but even to the stores where there's racism right there, mm -hmm. where they, they you would be followed around. And I remember when we moved, um, we moved further north, um, and that was more of a trapping community. Mm -hmm. And so it just seemed to me that the natives and the whites got a little 
got along a little bit better because you mm -hmm. know they're more in an isolated community. Mm -hmm. And I remember later on in life with our two kids, we moved back to Meadow Lake to our home community. Mm -hmm. And um, Matthew, Matthew was in. Uh, they were both in elementary school, and I remember, and I took our kids. Um, you know, to the stores, and I remember one of my kids, Brittany, I believe, made a comment and said, how come these people are following us? Wow. You know, and this was 20th century, <laughs> and it just blew me away. And um, and then when we went to go, because school was starting, and I went to get their hair cut and get ready for school, and they mm. were checking my kids' hair for lice. Wow. And I said, do you guys do this to everybody? Oh, yeah, we do. And I said, I don't think so. And I remember grabbing my kids and, and leaving. I was so angry and upset. And I went home crying. And, um, and see, it still hurts me today. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want my kids dealing with that racism. Mm -hmm. Because they were young and they don't need to feel that racism. Yeah. And I remember crying. I said, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this town that there's still going to be so much racism in this in this place and um, the Lord said I want you to forgive them because you need to teach your kids about forgiveness wow. and taking a higher road because they have their own issues of fear mm -hmm. and I remember going back and saying okay God I choose to forgive and just walk in the streets of Meadow Lake and walk into the stores and and just saying Lord I choose to walk in forgiveness and um, because I wanted to run away you know, but running away is not going to solve the problem. Yeah. And um, and so another thing that blew me away was because our son played hockey. And I'm sitting there, it was all the natives and the whites on two separate sides. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, this is just crazy. We're in the 21st century. How could this still be going on today? Mm -hmm. You know, and so, and just still trying to be a peacemaker between the natives and the whites, you know, and... And I remember somebody making comments to me, oh, you're s sitting with all the white people, you think you're better than us. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think I'm better at all. I'm just trying to, you know, build a relationship and build a bridge so people, you know, don't have their own preconceived ideas of who we are because of how, um, how the government or even how the advertising have Schools, placed our people, yeah, yeah. you know, and saying, you know, that we're drunks. And can you imagine selling things of a drunken Indian and drinking? And our government were selling things at mm -hmm. these at parks. Well, hello, that's yeah. not who we are. Wow. So you get all these labels that were put on us as with because of even advertising mm -hmm. and, and the government and different things that took place in the school system too. And it was just like, no, this is not right. And so even begin to say, no, this is not who we are as Native people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a, a drunk. And that's what, what one of the teachers said to me. Patricia, you're never going to mount anything. You're, gonna, you're not even going to graduate. You're going to have a bunch of kids, and you're going to live on welfare. A teacher said this. You know, and so even right there, I just thought, no, that's not who I am. You know, so even always, in even Native people, we always have to go, a hundred percent even better because we have to pre pre we have to prove to society mm -hmm. that we have a voice and that we are smart we are intelligent and then not only that but even in, as native people we also have to walk you know sometimes in two or three worlds so even as a native woman as mm -hmm. a native woman who is a follower of Jesus and who loves Jesus big time <laughs> you know and sometimes some men might get offended 
you know, but I, I study my word, you know, I look to God, I, I, I'm crying out to Holy Spirit, you know, and so when as a, as a, as a Native woman coming in and sharing the gospel, because the church has taught us women don't have a voice, they have to be quiet, they have to sit still. Yeah. And so even with myself coming out and saying, well, no, this I'm hearing from God, this is what God is speaking to me in his word. And because of where I came out of, I know about shame, I know about poverty, and I, I know about abuse, you know. And so I have, I have these things that I can call on because of what Jesus, how he has delivered me and set me free. Amen. And so even with that racism, you know, just even talking right into it. And so I remember even back on our reservation, mm -hmm. the churches never ever came to our reservations. Mm -hmm. And so we invited them, and we honored them, we released forgiveness to them. And some of them said, because it was just like, here's Lawrence and here's Haskell. Mm -hmm. And that's how our reservation was. Here was the town of Meadow Lake and here's Fine Dust. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first time that some of the pastors have ever come to our reservation, people who ever came to our reservation. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just like, you know what? This, this is who we are. We're not what history books have read about, uh, written Foster, about us, yeah. Yeah. you know? Because we have our own stories now. Mm -hmm. And we have people who are sharing our stories. Yeah. And um, so, even, so even with that, just breaking down that, that fear and the, um, the wrong, dis um, what's the word I'm trying to say? How people perceive us, mm -hmm. that's not who we are. Yeah, misconceptions. Yes, misconceptions. Yeah. And so just coming and just addressing those issues. Mm -hmm. And so even when you, even when you talk about... Um, about even how um, our history, because our history is being told now by our own people, yeah, and we're we're our, we've heard from our great grand grandfathers. We've had stories because we were storytellers, yeah. and so now we're having everything that was spoken to us. We're now writing it down our own stories. We have our own storybooks. Okay. We on. we knew about even how about healing. Mm -hmm. We knew even what kind of herbs to pick. How would we know what kind of herbs to pick if we did not cry out and ask Holy Spirit? Ask mm -hmm. the Creator God and saying, "Here, what herbs do we pick?" Mm -hmm. You know, so when somebody's sick, you know, we—that's what we're giving them. Mm -hmm. And and if they're getting healed by using that medicine that God put on the ground, because that's what He says in His Word that mm -hmm. He's given us seed, you know, for harvest time and for healing. Mm -hmm. But because of our own preconceived ideas or what we've heard and saying, "Oh, that's that's evil. And that's not of God." Well. Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm a living example, yeah. you know, of how God has touched and healed our people. Amen. And even with the, with the church, you know, we have our own culture, mm -hmm. you know. And even our own Native people prophesied many years ago. They said, why would we want to become a follower of Jesus when all you different church people don't even get along together? And so even right there, even our own Native people see that because when you minister to our Native people, they don't look at a denomination. Mm -hmm. They say the church, we are the church, whether you're Baptist, Lutheran, Pentecostal, and any other church. Mm -hmm. They said, we are the church. You're the church that hurt us. Wow. And so even as Native people, they are looking out and saying, well, why would we want to become a follower of Jesus when you guys mm -hmm. are talking bad to one another. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, okay, but you know, as we come and we come as First Nations people, mm -hmm. you know, embracing my identity, but my identity first is in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm his daughter. And what did Jesus always do? Daughter, thou hast made you healed. Mm 
I've healed your daughter. He called us daughter. You know, mm -hmm. he called us, you know, by our name. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. And so even with the church, you also have to realize that when we're talking about cultures, because we do have our different cultures. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those cultures clash because of fear, control, yeah. because we want to control it this way. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to do it our way, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to go walk another walk. Wow. And we think, is that really what the love of Jesus is? Mm -hmm. Is that what the Father's saying to our people right now? Yeah. When I have something that I might be able to give you, mm -hmm. but because of your own fear and your own insecurities, mm -hmm. and you want to build a wall, a fortress around your theology. Yeah. Wow. But God always walked with a wisdom, and all of a sudden He walked in the authority because He only Jesus only did what His Father said and did. And we're only doing what the Holy Spirit, what His Word is saying to us. Mm. When He's saying, go set the captives free. Yeah. Our people are bound. People in the church are bound. Mm. But they're afraid to talk about their abuse. They're afraid to talk about their insecurities. But here, we talk about our fears and our insecurities because we know where we've come from. And we mm. have, we're not ashamed. And we're not going to be hidden in the dark no more. But because what is hidden in the dark, God is bringing into the light. Amen. And so we're talking about that. So when we do talk about racism within the church, a lot of non-Native people don't want to talk about the racism. Mm -hmm. And they'll want to just go hide and say, oh, we don't want to deal with this right now. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so I just really believe, um, and because they have their own fears and their own securities, I believe. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We love them. Yeah. Because yeah. the Father loves them. Yeah. And so we just say, Lord, bless them. Lord, bless them, Lord. Father, you give them wisdom and revelation knowledge. Because I was that person. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with my culture and my identity as a First Nations woman mm -hmm. doing a dance and, and wearing my regalia because of that fear. Mm -hmm. But as soon as God began to deliver me and unravel that fear, mm -hmm. I was able to embrace who I was as a Native person. But mm -hmm. that being as a First Nation woman, that's not my... Um, I'm not putting that up like um, like an idolatry, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. That's, that's who I am. Yeah. And so I just really believe as, as um, followers of Jesus, we need to really look to him and to say, okay, God, mm -hmm. you know. And even with, the, even, with um, even being here in Lawrence, you know, mm -hmm. even just going to some of the stores, you know, mm -hmm. you can feel the... Um, you can feel when there's racism, you know. Tension. Yes, yeah. 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 But it's always taking the higher road. Whew, I don't even like. I don't even know where where to go from. Like, it's just so much fire. It's just so much, <laughs> no, I love this so much. Being by far. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about Standing Rock um, okay. and and kind of your thoughts on what's happening. Um, and, and you know, with our last president Obama, um, you know, through protests and through um, people literally standing in front and on the land. Um, he had kind of called off with the continued construction and now with current President Trump he has again allowed these businesses to go forward with it. Um, so what are your thoughts on just what's happening with Standing Rock and, and kind of our nation and, and Native people right now? Um, the thing that I believe what's going on at Standing Rock is very, um, I believe, significant mm -hmm. because it's given our people a voice. Wow. Mm. 
And not only that, but the whole world is looking at our Native people. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Word of God says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall become the sons of God. Yeah. And I believe that there's awakening going on on our Native people. And God is saying to even the church and to the world, He's saying, look out. Mm -hmm. Because I'm, there's a sleepy giant that is beginning to rise up. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, you know, um, you know, we might have some people, I don't know who's out there, but I just really believe sometimes even with our people, we can go to a place and yet not have unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they have unresolved is issues, and I believe that there are being a voice of standing in for peace because you could see that they're peaceful people, but only Jesus is the one that can give you real true peace. Yeah. You know, so then you can walk in that peace because sometimes you can still even hear the bitterness, even mm -hmm. in some of the leaders out there speaking. You know, you can hear that bitterness, you can hear that hurt and that yeah. pain. And um, and I just really believe that God wants to minister healing to our whole entire people, wherever wow. they are, is just walking in that love. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but even the water, because Jesus is the giver of life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're in a dry and thirsty land, yeah. you know, so even in this dry and thirsty land, we're trying to grab all this other stuff that is, we're trying to fill this void in our heart, but it's not being filled. Mm -hmm. And so I think even with this, um, with this water protector and with the oil, mm -hmm. um, I'm just not really sure about that. So I just really just put it into God's hands. But yeah. I just know that it's really significant mm -hmm. on God's heart. And I don't know how I can, all I can do is just pray and say, Lord, you come and invade those people because mm -hmm. you have so many different people coming there from all over the world, yeah. you know, and look into our native people. Mm -hmm. And, and saying, here, you, you what, what are you saying? Yeah. So I really believe that even as First Nations people, we really need to say, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Yeah. You know, because even when you're talking about the oil, the oil underneath, you know, it's only the oil, the oil comes from Christ Jesus, the mm. anointed one, because it's his anointing that's going to destroy every yoke. Yeah. You know, so even with that, I just really believe that um, there might be some other way to get resources for mm -hmm. funding. Um, and but I don't know how, how it's going to look and where mm -hmm. the resources are going to come from, yeah. and um, and not only that, but it's the corporate world yeah. that is coming yeah. in. Come on, you yeah. know, look at even our First Nations people. If the government mm -hmm. is so in, inter, interested in about our First Nations people, you know, why haven't they come? What about our treaties? There's so many yeah. broken treaties that wow. they have not even fulfilled. Even the land, even the veterans, even when the veterans came, mm -hmm. the non-native veterans, they gave them, they gave them land, they gave them finances. What about our First Nations veterans? Come they never, now. they <laughs> never, they never gave them back the resources or the yeah. finances. Yeah. Wow. You know, they gave us the worst part of land mm -hmm. and saying, "Here, this is how you're going to become a farmer." Well, hello, we're, we were not farmers, you know. <laughs> You know, and so even just different things wow. like that, even yeah. how the government has broken treaties, yeah. and yet they have somebody who comes in, you know, who who want to have abortions. The mm. government gets right behind it. So many people get behind that, wow. you know. But what about our native people? What about our rights? What about the poverty rates within Come our on. native communities, where the housing is so terrible? But as soon as different people come into the country, we roll out the red carpet yeah. for them. When yet we have our own issues on in our own back door that they don't want to even deal with you know so even as we begin to deal with our own issues in their back door even yeah. the church needs to begin to take responsibility 
But so many people don't want to say, well, that didn't happen in my era. I don't everything, don't know anything about it. Well, hello, the, the Word of God talks about the sins to the third or fourth generation. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my great-great-grandfather does, but I'm going to ask for forgiveness because I don't want that sin to be passed on to my children or my grandchildren. So I'm going to take responsibility and say, Lord, yeah. forgive me, Father God. Forgive my family, Lord, for the pride. Forgive them for the jealousy. Mm -hmm. Forgive us where we have broken covenant, Father God, mm -hmm. with you. I, so I'm gonna take responsibility for my own bloodline. Yeah, you know, right. so even with the, with the, even with the, the government, mm -hmm. they need to have a wake up call. They need to begin to deal with their own issues in their own back backyard, sure. and begin to deal with our tribal chiefs. Yeah. Begin to deal with our, our counselors, mm -hmm. our our tribal leaders. You know, yeah. go into even Haskell Indian Nations University, which is a federal school. Mm -hmm. You know, they hardly get any funding, mm -hmm. and all the cutbacks. But yet they can put money to these other places. Wow. Well, hello, what about Haskell? What about our First Nations people? Yeah. You know, so even with the funding, encourage them. Put the money where the funding is needed. Mm -hmm. We have always got the scraps all the time. And even with our First Nations people, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, where's our table? Mm -hmm. Where, where, and we've never been invited. And so mm -hmm. I just want to thank you even right now. Thank you for allowing us to have a voice. Thank you for allowing us to be a voice and to be able to express our own views and our own perspectives, because we are going to be that people that are going to walk out in love. We're going to walk out with the wisdom of God because he's going to give us the wisdom. He's going to give us the strategies. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, it's our people are really key. And that's why I tell the young people here at Haskell. I said, as you're taking those Native American Indian study courses, I said, that's exciting because you get to learn your history, but you don't need to stay in that hurt, that anger, and that bitterness. That's a time to say, you know what, Lord, forgive me. Because you know what, even our Native people, we had our Indian wars. Mm -hmm. My great-great-grandfather, um, with, our, with, our, with my family line, mm -hmm. wasn't my great-grandmother, my great-great-grandmother, she was kidnapped. Wow. Hello. How, so how? Look at even up with the native people. Where we kidnapped? Where we mm. had our own Indian wars? Yeah. So even our native people, we need to look at our own backyards, yeah. you know, and talk about where we have wronged one another, even within our tribes. Yeah. And so I think with um, when we're talking about justice, there's so many. We could be talk about even the economics. Yeah. You know, mm. when our reservation, when you know, we fill up. We hardly have any resources because mm. there's nothing going on because the government, we have to go through all these loops and okay. yeah. to get to even to try and get the finances. Mm. We got to go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm -hmm. And while meanwhile, somebody might just come in and they only have to go through A and B. Well, hello, where's the justice in that? Yeah. You know, you talk about even with, um, don't get me going now. <laughs> but I just really believe there's lots of things that need to be done and can be said. And so I just really believe that um, God is preparing our next generation. And I believe um, that they're going to be a strong voice and that they're going to be healed. And they will be like Joseph and they will be like David. They will be the Daniels that are coming out and God raising up our warriors and they're going to rise up with strength and power because Jesus is going to give them that resurrection power. He's going to give them the strength and Amen. to walk in high places. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. First of all, we're, we're honored. Yes. Oh, man. This has been a <laughs> blast. I'm an interview. So honored. Uh, this is in many ways historic. Um, again, um, yeah, we're, we're here with Patricia Mayne at Haskell, um, University in Lawrence, Kansas. And, um, 
I yeah. Was, I was going to say, yeah, if, like, right before, or I mean, wrap this up, and mm. then, um, like, just do, like, an intro again, and just say, uh, yeah, like, your, your name, and then, like, what you do here at mm. Haskell. Uh, so we can get some of that. We'll have that in, like, the description or whatever. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. We'll have all that stuff okay. in the episode. Um, but, yeah, so kind of last last question. Um, you know, I, I, we've talked about kind of the past and the present and kind of the, the times that we're in now. Um, and, and we, again, this won't, you know, you won't be the only Native perspective that we get. Um, I want to get as many Native voices because, again, we need to mm-hmm. know these stories. We need to know. Um, where there has been fought within the church, where there's been fought within the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to know these things so that we can act justly in the future. And so if we don't go back and learn these stories and that you and so many others are telling us, we don't, we don't go anywhere. So what can we do as kind of the church, as believers, kind of going forward in um, not just bringing, you know, the gospel to all tribes, all nations, all tongues, which includes First Nations people, um, but even from an economic standpoint, um, from a discipleship standpoint, uh, from a supporting, um, um, uh, from a support standpoint, um, how, what can we do kind of as non-Native Americans in a sense, um, help out? I think how the church and different people can help is mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of our Native people don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. Like even with some of the students who come here, yeah. they don't have the resources. Wow. And with, even with some of them, that's the first time they've come off the reservation, mm-hmm. you know, or have, you know, they're the first ones mm-hmm. going through. And so when you talk about the finances, even within the church, you look at even some of our reservations where there's churches, you mm-hmm. know, they don't have the money because there's no job sometimes on our reservations. Wow. Yeah. You know, or you got to go out, or there's only certain jobs on the reservation that you can't do. So even with the financial support, mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to stand behind First Nations people. I believe in them. And not only that, but you see the fruit. Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, you know what, and Holy Spirit, I'm just going to gonna pour money into mm-hmm. a First Nations ministry. Wow. Because there's Native yeah. ministry all across the United States and Canada. And not everybody loves Native people, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's fine too. Mm -hmm. But there's people, I believe, who are going to have a passion for Native people, and God is waking them up, and he's saying, here, it's time to partner with Native people. Mm -hmm. I want you to begin to sow financially into them. I want you to begin to open their homes to them. I want you to begin to say, hey, if they need a job, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to begin to open the doors because they are going to bring you favor they're going to bring you because anytime you go to any country what do they do to first nations people they roll out the red carpet Mm -hmm. and they just want to hear everything about us Mm -hmm. we the word of god says a prophet is not known in their own country jesus Mm -hmm. was not known in their own country and look at our first nations people we're in the background but god is raising up our prophets he's raising up our first nations people Mm -hmm. so i think even with with the church and even with the businessmen and and in education because the word of god says people perish because of lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. and so i the big thing is like with you guys even just doing this it's bringing awareness and if people's heart are open to receive and to say okay you know what i might not understand this but i want to learn so i think as we have that revelation and and educate people and begin to dismantle the the lies of the enemy Mm -hmm. so even being able to go into the different churches Mm-hmm. You know, and being able to, to share our stories, share our songs, you know, mm-hmm. that um, that's a big thing right there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because even being here in, in Lawrence, mm-hmm. you know, 
we haven't been invited to too many mm. non-native churches, you know, yeah. even just to share our story, yeah. you know, because of, of boundaries and fears and theologies mm. or whatever that is holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe, you know, all in God's time and God will open those doors. Mm. So um, I just really believe there's importance out there. And get, get native books. Look for native authors. Yes. Come to the Haskell Powell. Come yeah. to Haskell when they have different gatherings here. Mm -hmm. you, you're, you're invited. You don't need to ha mm -hmm. wait for a personal invitation. <laughs> I'm inviting you all. You can all come to Haskell. Yeah. Welcome back. I mean, the uh, powwow will be in May, third week in May and the 19th, if you mm -hmm. want to come to graduation powwow. Mm -hmm. You know, just not only come to the Indian market, but there's so many things. You got the, the culture center. If you want to learn the history of Haskell and the boarding schools, come check out the culture center. <laughs> and and it's it's powerful, yeah. you know. So even just the education awareness, mm -hmm. it, come and see what's going on. Invite the students. Invite the students so the the curriculum here in the United States begin to have the history of of the history of the First Nations people of mm -hmm. what took place. Let that begin to be happening in our own back doors here. Yeah. When they have Native American Awareness Month mm -hmm. in November. Yeah. No, you don't hear no schools. Even the university's talking about Native American awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, hello. You know, even so, even right there within our universities, our education systems, yeah. you know, get the First Nations people out there. Let them come. Grab, you can go, you, you can Google things. You, you know, mm -hmm. you can find history wherever you just get on the computer. You know, you can't say, well, I didn't know what to do. Well, hello, you got Google, right? Native American <laughs> history, you know, and use that mm -hmm. information Come so on. you can begin to educate even the young children yeah. and the high schoolers and the university students. Yeah. And I remember I went to a KU thing and I was asking KU people, I said, um, when we went to Bill, we had went for a fundraiser for Bill Self for the, mm -hmm. the cancer thing for a KU. And I asked them, I said, you know what? I said, do you guys ever go to our reservations? I said, in our reservations, I said, we have really good basketball players. Mm -hmm. I said, why not come to our, to our reservations? Oh, because we don't really know anybody there. Well, maybe you need to begin to, begin to look at these other new places mm -hmm. because there is hidden talent on our reservations. And they might not have the support system to say, hey, you know what? But look at when they begin to, you know, bring these other students in, you know, how they support them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, why not go, hello, yes, overseas, mm -hmm. you know, why yeah. not? We have our own talented, street, gifted, yeah. you know, people mm -hmm. who are gifted and talented to mm -hmm. play sports, yeah. to go into the universities, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. And so, I mean, you talked about opportunity, mm -hmm. um, which, is, which is huge. You talked about, um, you know, support economically, um, supporting ministries. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't, I mean... Could probably ask any random believer that I know, you know, how many native authors, how many native speakers, how many native pastors, how many native theologians could you tell me? And and not I mean I'm pretty sure you but but I'm just speaking for a lot of people who will probably listen, they probably couldn't, you know, tell us. So could you give us kind of a list of people who to actually follow? I know Mark Charles was definitely I just need to say one thing. Uh -huh. When you talk about the churches, look within our native church, any any church, mm -hmm. any denomination, mm -hmm. how many native people are in there? How many visible mm -hmm. native people are mm -hmm. sitting in your pew beside you? Yeah. And we've been here, they've been trying to Christianize us for the last 500 years. Wow. Hello, something must be wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? 
and I think you know there's different I can't think of any authors right now mm -hmm. my friend Christine Berkey she's Navajo okay. and she's just written a book okay. um, you know the name of that book by any chance if not it's okay yeah, I have all my books. I have all the native books here <laughs> because I want native. I want people to come. That this would mm -hmm. be a place of resources when they want to talk about native sure. issue, native things. Mm -hmm. We got Rain Song. Mm -hmm. um, they do Christian uh, Christian music. Mm -hmm. We got Jonathan Miracle Broken Walls. Mm -hmm. um, he's another great artist who's Mohawk from Canada, mm -hmm. that plays a lot of the stuff on the drums mm -hmm. and just crazy radical for love the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, we have Elizabeth Hawker, mm -hmm. who is um, a mighty woman of God. Um, we have Richard Twist, the late Richard Twist. He's mm -hmm. got a book out there too. Um, that's another good resource. Dr. Kus Dr. Sukina, mm -hmm. he's a uh, Inuit mm -hmm. from Alaska, and he's written lots of books also. Okay. Um, and those are just some of the Christian authors. But there's so many other Native yeah. authors out there mm -hmm. in every every part of whether it be education, economics, business, mm -hmm. um, they're out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's actually a Stephen Tafoya, who is a Native American uh, <laughs> worship leader from New Mexico. <laughs> which oh yeah, see here, there's, there rain, there's one right here, there's Rain Song. Um, yeah. Awesome. No, this is yeah. This is amazing, guys. I just wanted to kind of get that out there because I think that that's also kind of some, some of the excuses is like we never know, and and one of the reasons why I mean very very similar to other you know racial minorities in our country, one of the reasons why there isn't a lot of scholarship is because you need funding to write, you need yeah. funding to produce music, mm -hmm. you need funding to do ministry, yeah. you need funding to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes back to the economic support, where yeah. it's like, for most of your European scholars, they're able to get the support to write, they're yeah. able to get the, the support to speak. And um, we're in a time where we need to do that for mm -hmm. everyone else, yeah. for our Native, for our African American, for our um, Hispanic, for um, our Asian, we, we need to, to hear from yeah. other voices. Um, so, um, we're about to wrap it up here. Um, is there anything else you'd like to kind of promote and say anything happening here at Haskell you'd like to, to invite people to? I know you guys are raising money for missions um, and stuff, and so, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be having an Indian taco sale um, on Friday. Uh -huh. You're welcome to come. Okay. They're $6 a plate. Here at Haskell. Here at Haskell okay. at 137 Pawnee Avenue. Yeah. You're welcome to come and have Indian tacos. And then we'll also have an Indian taco sale on the 15th. 15th and the 28th. Okay, all this month. All this February. month, yeah, February. Okay. Uh, so it'll be this Friday, February 15th, and February okay. 28th. Uh, you're welcome to come and have some Indian tacos for $6. And um, But not only that, but even, even um, just come to Haskell. Mm -hmm. Just come. They all always have different activities. You can also look on Haskell Haskell website mm -hmm. and just find out what kind of events are taking place here on campus. Mm -hmm. And not to be afraid to come here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you so much. Oh, this is so just, good. Uh, yeah. You just you blessed us so much. This um, is really significant, though. Yes. Really, because you're dealing with first first you're dealing with first. First Nations people, mm -hmm. and to have this as a first 
podcast. Yeah. That's like a first fruit offering and saying here, Lord, we're using this podcast as a first fruit offering, Father Amen. God, that Lord, that you are going to open the doors. So I'm just going to pray for you guys right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, even this one right here, when I first bought this book, when yeah. I came here, I read it and it was just like, no way. Uh -huh. And so the Lord took me to the library mm -hmm. and all these books were talking about love. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, Lord, I don't understand because the church says we are, we're heathens mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. But every book that I'm picking up, it's all about love wow. and forgiveness. Wow. Come on. So it's like, hello, but this is a really good book. Yeah. I use this Absolutely. book a lot. Okay, so Father, I just thank you, Lord, for these mighty warriors. Father God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have placed this upon their heart, Father God, and that, Lord, you are so proud of them, Father God. You are so well pleased, Lord, what they are doing in the name of Jesus, Father. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would just continue to give them wisdom. I thank you, Lord, that they are a voice of justice for this generation, Lord, and we just call them forth now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are the ones that waken up that warrior spirit within them, Father God. You are the one that's stirring up every gift that's been lying dormant within them in the name of Jesus, Father. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that just like even um, David, Father God, Lord, how you have anointed him, Father God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have anointed this generation, Lord, as warriors, Father God, that they would know how to use their sword, Father God, Lord. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they'd use their sword even just to sharpen one another, Father God. And not only that, but even just their brothers and sisters, Father God, the nations that they will sharpen, Father God, and open the doors for other nations, Father God, who didn't have a voice, Father God. But you are using them, Father God, mightily in the name of Jesus, Lord. And so, Father, I just bless them, Father God, everything that their hands shall touch that they will prosper in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord for the gifts and the callings Lord that you placed upon their lives Father God we just welcome them Father God as First Nations people Lord we welcome them we welcome them Father God the gifts the callings everything that you placed upon their lives Father God and we thank you Lord for the wind of your Holy Ghost blowing afresh upon them Lord and Lord I thank you Lord for giving them spiritual eyes to see with 2020 vision with clarity in the name of Jesus Father and Lord I just thank you Lord for the voice of justice Lord your voice that flows out of them like thunder in the name of Jesus Lord and even as they're on their campus Father God that you would give them favor with the instructors Father God favor with with the different denominations Lord campus ministries Father God favor 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 in the name of Jesus Lord and Lord I thank you for a Holy Ghost explosion Father God mm. that you would extend their boundaries Father in the name of Jesus Father and Lord that this would be such a uh, even with us doing this interview, Father God, as first fruit, Father God, a first fruit offering to you, Father God. And Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor and the power and the praise belongs to you, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so amen. much again. So much. Oh, this is fantastic. Um, so, um, yes, thank you so much, um, Patricia, for interview uh just a couple of things uh subscribe to us on itunes welcome to the revelations is the name of the podcast and so uh subscribe that way you automatically get our new episodes uh rate us go those little stars on itunes go and just go full five stars full five stars you know this interview was five stars <laughs> um, uh, we're also on google play um as well as soundcloud uh, we're on twitter uh rev underscore pod um, and then we're also on Facebook. And so uh, thank you so much, Patricia, again. Hopefully we can come back and, yeah. and 
just do a part two because this was so good. <laughs> but thank you so much. Alrighty. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. See ya.